0: Welcome to the Carpegium Gamecast. I'm Dan. And I'm Steve. I'm Brian. I'm Tyler. And I'm Mac. Oh, that was quick. That was really fast. Good job. You guys are on it. Bang, zoom. To the moon. Brian, you had an issue uh, with our intro. Yeah. And it was, it used to be the safe haven for all things geek. Gay. (laughs) Come on. Lame. (laughs) But that's not really the podcast. No. That's more the website. We I can guess. do just about yeah, anything sure. you want to on the website, as long as it's geek-related. <laughs> <laughs> we, oh,
1: we,
2: we, well, we are non-judgmental. That's yeah. correct. Stored in the cloud. Completely
1: anonymous. People are going to find out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, you but know it, what we're talking about. <laughs> but as far as... Most the, of us aren't judgmental. Oh, Steve, I have something to show you later.
0: Ooh. Whoa. <laughs>
4: <Ooh>. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But as far as the podcast is concerned, this is more a discussion of social event gaming. Sure. So I'm going to come up with something else. What do you guys got? Anything?
3: Welcome to the Carpe GM Gamecast. Sit down, shut up, and listen.
0: <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Tyler, what do you got? You got anything? No. All right. Steve? <laughs> That's good.
3: Steve? You're, you're our intro? Yeah. What, what, what we say afterwards. Like After we're like, I'm Dan, I'm Brian, and I'm... Oh, so we're coming up with something? Yeah. yeah. Just like. Okay.
5: I don't know, yeah, just... Uh... <laughs>
4: All right, I got it. <laughs> shut up! <laughs> <laughs> sit down, shut up, and listen.
2: Carpe GM, for role players who like to set the hooks, toe the line, and land the big plots.
3: I Okay.
2: I made it a fishing thing. I I, I get it. Not, not bad. <laughs>
0: shut up and listen. <laughs> stay, stay tuned. Next episode, we will have an official intro. Maybe. Uh, that makes sense. <laughs> maybe. But... Let's put a maybe on that. For today, we're gonna to move right on into what's on our horizon. Oh, yeah, Steve, what do you got? Well, What've been doing the last couple of weeks? Uh, Nothing. Yeah, I'm just uh, waiting
5: since the last Hero Click set for the next Hero Click set, Batman, to come out. Oh, yeah, like, tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Oh, uh, the well, the uh, singles come out tomorrow, and then the <sighs> sixth is the set. So.
1: You got the money, my money. Hope you weren't holding yeah. your breath. You got the money. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I hope I do. I
1: certainly don't. <laughs> I actually might have to hold out for a while. Dude, on this one. I might
3: go trade in stuff at Heroic. <laughs>
1: just, just go to Slackers and trade in like 15 PlayStation 2 games for like 14 cents. <laughs> and that's a start. I was going
0: to use those for coasters. That's
1: actually not a bad idea. <laughs> Get rid there, of that. That's actually more economic than <laughs> going to Slackers.
3: No, just that.
0: Uh, what about Batman, though?
3: Are you excited I'm, for anything? I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, what about Batman? Why? Why do you like what? What about him? You just what excited because it is called Batman? <laughs> I'm just excited
5: because it looks like it's going to be good sculpts and good dials. I'm excited for t- <laughs> it,
3: It's just going to be good. It's just going to be really, really good. <laughs> is there anybody? Take, take my word. Is there anybody you're most excited for? I'll tell you mine after you tell me.
5: Uh, words. oh, I'm most excited for the vehicles. I'm really just. Yeah,
3: that's cool.
5: That. And, uh, I don't know. Th- there's, there's going to be uh, a lot of stuff coming out where. I think it's going to be one of those sets where it's like it's either going to be like the Superman set where it's just like everything's great,
3: <laughs> yeah. It <laughs> or it looks like, or, that, or it's right? going to
5: be like okay, and then there's going to be like a few clicks in it that are just like outrageous bombs.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm most excited for Two Face, who has a removable coin. On the back of his thing that turns from like a messed up looking one to a regular one. And he has like a mechanic that changes him to Harvey Dent and Two-Face in the game. That's pretty cool. That's very cool. And the other one that they haven't revealed the dial yet that I'm most excited for is the Mr. Freeze looks awesome. And I want him really bad.
1: So does he look like the Mr. Freeze from the animated series? No, he he looks
3: more like the one from uh, Arkham City.
1: Oh, nice.
5: Yeah. I'm pretty excited for like just uh like the new uh keywords and stuff, like they're gonna have Batman incorporated and Yeah, that is gonna be all awesome. oh, I mean, really cool. It's been a big year for Batman because with the new fifty two and stuff. Yeah, cool.
0: So we'll look for your review further down the line then. Yeah. Once the once it comes out, yeah. So. Very cool. I don't play Hero Clicks, but they do have some I am a miniatures enthusiast, so but they and they do really have some really nice minis. Yeah, they do. I've they have actually, some also really I've, bad ones. I've cut a bunch of Heroclix miniatures off of the bases and put them on regular bases so that I can nice. use them in my games.
2: What a butcher. Downright vandalism.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Brian, how about you? What have you been doing the last couple of weeks? I like Heroclix too, Dan. Oh. <laughs> I actually went... So are you still... Are you? Do you echo Steve's sentiment here? No, or you got else I you're have looking something
3: forward to? not looking forward to, but I just did, and I just kind of want to, like put out the word of how fun it was and maybe next year because it's a yearly event if anybody's listening to this and likes it they're doing it on both the midwest the east coast and the west coast it's called an event called clicks for the cure all right it's a uh cancer awareness and research fundraiser where you pay thirty dollars to get into the event you get two boosters and you make uh you bring a like a half team and you build your other half of the team off of the boosters that you get Another, like, kind of cool thing they do to add in, like, flavor is they put out, um, it's called probability control in the game, but it's basically a reroll of the dice. And at any point in time, you or your opponent or any random person watching you play or just walks by can throw a dollar on the table and go reroll that. So you can re-roll anything and all those dollars go to charity. I watched a dude spend $48 on one roll. Wow. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I'm assuming he made it at the end, right?
3: Yeah. It was just two dudes trying to like outbid each other. Uh, but yeah. It, and the, the prize support given away for this event is ridiculous. Stuff you couldn't get anywhere else. Factory sealed sets of sets, like every figure in and the like set. And like con exclusives. Convention a- exclusives. A- a run, yeah convention exclusives that you can only get from Gen Con for the last couple years, the big Thanos, the big giant man, like a bunch of stuff you could really never get anywhere. Cool. Um, well,
0: that's uh, sponsored by HC Realms, which is the big uh, yep. the big Hero Clicks forum, right? Yeah. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes for that, and I'm pretty mm, sure uh, Clicks for the Cure has a website. They do. And I'll put a link in the show notes for that, for sure. A lot do you of know people, when the next event is going to be? It's probably going to be
3: next year, to be honest, but... Uh, a lot of people say that it's a the like a lot of people that do hero click say that it's like basically a gen con reunion very neat. So that's if you it.
0: like, if you like uh, Hero Clicks, check out Clicks for the Cure. Yeah, it's cost you it cost you a few bucks to get in. I mean, uh, it's that's not much more than a that's regular a reasonable, tournament. Yeah, yeah, that's a reasonable buy-in for uh, convention or a conventional tournament. That's the
3: guy who won second place bought the tournament, though. It's like his wife gave him one hundred and ninety dollars and was like, "Go donate this on charity." And by this last game, he had spent fifty dollars, so he had like a hundred and forty dollars to just spend on his last game to ensure that he won. Nice. <laughs> And
2: you don't necessarily have to particularly like uh, Heroclix if you particularly hate leukemia or lymphoma.
3: It's true.
0: All right, so we'll look for that on the, look for that at net. We'll yeah. have it there. Yeah, you got to think about both sides. It's true. Of course. Tyler, what have you been up to the last couple of weeks? Let's see, last couple of weeks.
1: I beat Borderlands 2 um, recently, so that was really, really cool. Did
2: you have the last fight glitch on you? Because I've heard several people say that it does.
1: Uh, I didn't actually. It was. A, yeah. uh, but have you heard that? We've yeah, heard I've of, heard yeah, that. Yeah, okay. And I've also heard of people glitching it out where. The where just the, like the. Where, bird. yeah, the, the, the yeah. monster can't touch you. So you basically yeah. just. Have
3: you fought the wiener worm yet? No, I have fought the worm uh, am <laughs> sorry. There's like a big wiener worm at the end of Just make sure the,
0: you wash your hands when you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. There's, a, there's, a, I, <laughs> there's a big wiener worm. let win. <laughs>
3: There's a big worm at the end of the game that you have to kill after you beat the game, and it requires like four level fifty people to at least attempt to fight it.
0: You have to raid it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, you do. All right,
0: cool. There will not be a link to the wiener worm. <laughs>
3: no website. wiener worms.
0: Yeah. Um, so you beat Borderlands two. Yeah, beat Borderlands two. Were you surprised 2. by the ending? Anything? No, Good nothing ending, with, bad it's ending. Not, it's not a very plot intensive. They game, open it up so to like, a
3: third one pretty well.
1: Yeah, they. Well, of course, like that's the thing about game franchises these days is that. Like with the Assassin's Creed. This, this is the third Assassin's Creed's coming out, or I think right now actually. But um it's like actually the fifth Assassin's Creed game. There's probably going to be like ten. And by the time there is, it's gonna be like Assassin's Creed five or four. In <laughs> so space. that's what they're on pace to do, and that's what all of the game franchises are doing. And it's especially with Borderlands two where it's not very rich in plot and just very, very uh
0: like kill the loot. Game, so there's there's something to be said. I mean, I've noticed that as well, where you you have the game stretching out over multiple releases or you have downloadable content that you can only get if you purchase this or, you know, so on and so forth. How much more would you pay for a game if all that content was bundled in together? I mean...
3: None, because it should be in the game yeah, anyway.
1: It's a huge point of
0: contention on the
1: Internet and people, you know, you got one side that absolutely is up in arms about this whole DLC thing and then the other side... Who are like, well, it's cool. You know, we'll do whatever the developers want us to. And most of those people are people who own like every version of the iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think scumbag Apple kind of uh, set a nice little precedent where it's like, okay, we have the technology to do this thing. We have some things that we're withholding from you, but we're going to release that later and make you pay double the price for it. I hate so, it. I mean, that's always been the, the,
2: the computer industry model. Like, they, they're always willing to give you an inch more, despite the fact yep. they could give you a mile more. Some of it's because it takes a while to get the technology down to a mass market, you know,
4: price But point. if we go
3: back a couple of years and we look at, like, things like expansion packs, yeah. like, like Warcraft 3 came out with, like, the Frozen Throne or whatever, that's an entirely new game. It's like, reasonable
2: to say that some of these pay to play, like, models still have like, either support themselves with additional fees, but it never actually affects gameplay. Like, WoW is still done by expansions, but there are things you can spend extra money on, but they don't affect the game anyway. It's mounts and pets and stuff, and you could be competitive about that if you want, but it's never going to affect your The game
3: one side. that what comes to mind is, like, the new Skyrim thing. Did you get that, Steve? Mm -hmm. I
5: got all of them. It's literally Mm -hmm.
3: like you pay an extra five dollars so you can like have a house and beat your kids in it. Like you build that,
5: you build your own house (laughs) and like design
3: it. Oh, that's so cool! Some people
5: pay a lot
2: more. than five dollars. Like Like, I played Star Trek Online for a long time, and I own every like. What they started doing was they came out with new ship abilities and ship sculpts, and and so you suck more
3: if you don't pay the money.
2: And and they even did that after they went free to play without logging in. Except for like maybe once a month, I probably paid for an extra year of Star Trek Online after they went free to play, and I bought every single Federation cruiser that <laughs> came out.
5: But it's not—it's not like a pay-to-win thing with a lot of oh, no. games. Some games it in Star is, Trek
2: but... Online, it totally was.
5: No, I, I'm not saying about this about Star Trek, but yeah, it's yeah. just not all games are pay-to-win. Yeah, I know. Some are what, just you can count the amount totally of optional.
1: Who have played Star Trek Online? That you know, on one hand, yeah, like I'm me. not
4: gonna, I'm
5: not gonna like <laughs> buy finger. <laughs> I'm not gonna buy a download for a game if I don't want it. Actually, so. you know what? I do know other people who played it. Man.
3: But the other, like, look at Mortal Kombat or something. Amazing game, and I'm gonna pay for it because I like it. <laughs> but why are you withholding characters like Rain and Scarlet and Kenshi from me when I know they're in the game already? You're just gonna make me pay. That's not
5: with every game, though. That's there's only certain oh, yeah. games that have that. What do you mean? There's certain games where they actually develop do develop it after the game is released. Not all not all not games all have it on the disc. Yeah. Uh, that was, was a big controversy with that uh, well that like is a fighting game. It was like Tekken
1: vs Capcom or something where dude, all some of
3: them are DLCs on day one. Yeah, Yeah, all that's a huge
1: one is the DLC, the day one DLC, like the From Ashes for Mass Effect Three. Well, yeah, he's just saying they're not all that way. Yeah, Yeah. no, I I completely agree with that too. And when it's not like that, I'm happy. There's games where they release like
2: whole extra chapters to stuff, like whole extra like mission packs, and it's like that's totally because they did just rush it to market and they still had more they wanted to do, but they did it later. That's fine.
0: Well, I'm pretty sure you scared them. Won't happen anymore. Yeah, (laughs) all the the game designers and stuff that listen to our show. Yeah, Yeah. so it's just a thing that kind of. You know,
2: I am one of those people who's willing to pay a little bit more to get some of these games made. Like, you know, Arkham City was going to come out with extra stuff, and I'd be willing to pay for it. Granted, I didn't get Arkham City until later on, as like a Game of the Year edition that came with everything.
5: It's so competitive now, too. Like, all you got to do is look at the calendar, the release dates, and it's like Halo one week, then the next week. Call of Duty, then there's a war and like strategically planning when all the releases are and stuff like that. Well, just
2: like movies always have. Yeah,
4: you
0: know. All right, that was a can of worms. Yeah, sorry. No, I I opened it. I opened that box. Thank you, Pandora. (laughs) Uh, Mac, what are you up
2: to? Well, I just threw a Halloween party, and I've been doing a a whole lot with uh, costumes, helping people out with uh, how we're going to how we're going to dress up and stuff like that. Um, Myself, I went as a uh, tracksuit mafia. Had the tracksuit and shaved the beard down to just the porno stash and, uh, had the tank tee and the tracksuit, uh, zipped up only up to the navel. I spent a lot of time <laughs> looking in the mirror deciding exactly where, uh, the, the most, uh. Did you
0: call your chest hair?
2: Uh, I didn't actually. Yeah. I found that if it curled out over the top of the tank, t- uh, the tank undershirt, uh, it, uh, yeah, it looked a lot uh, Did you, did you gym, tan, and laundry that day? <laughs> um, Everybody was telling me that I needed at least bronzer, like a spray. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to do it. <laughs> I had to work. I don't, uh, Nobody would have made fun of you. It's it, Halloween. You know, we work yeah. well more. Yeah. Plus, it was my party. <laughs> uh, we got to decorate the house a lot. That was fun. Uh, all hands in. Uh, uh, black lit the basement. Uh, tips for anybody if you ever want to do black light stuff. Uh, <laughs> neon paint in general will fluoresce. And don't of, wear those clothes the at the bottom <laughs> of your hamper. <hand> <laughs> No, really. A friend of mine kept coming over to help and he wore the same pair of jeans every time and they had the same <laughs> stain on them every
5: time. It, just, it was just bigger every time. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> no, see, here's the thing that happens. And this is actually one of the tips I'm going to use. It turns out that, uh, uh, laundry, liquid laundry detergent fluoresces. Yeah, yes. yeah tied. So that's totally yeah. what was supposedly on this paint. Not just tied. Like, yeah, like we, we were using yeah. uh, Glade or something.
0: We went to a club one time and, uh, my buddy, my, I'm not going to mention any names, yeah, clue. Yeah, right. but my buddy <laughs> he thought he was—he thought he was decked out, man. I'm talking, he had his best clothes on. We get in there, it's black lit, and he looks like someone threw milk all over it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: liquid laundry detergent. We were there for like 15 minutes <laughs> oh. before he was ready to go. It was hilarious. We wound up going down the street to uh, Vintage Vinyl or something and buying himself some new clothes and going back. Man. It was hilarious. Is that
1: what they're calling it these days? Liquid detergent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. boys. So, so we set up the basement
2: for uh, uh, drinking games involving tables and cups and uh, tabletop
0: okay. gaming, social event gaming. Yeah, That's right. what we're talking oh, about
2: oh, here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Good job with, with soda with a little bit of role playing. If you count neon boobs, but anyway. Um, all right. <laughs> But, uh, so, some tips for that. Like, like I said, the the neon paint, we got a little bit for cheap in order to, like, do scary clown face and a couple other things. But then, when we wanted to do a giant spider all along one wall, liquid laundry detergent was how we did it. We also covered the entire table in liquid laundry detergent so that it would, put, and then, uh, put saran wrap over it. And, uh, first of all, basement smells wonderful when you do all that. And, <laughs> uh, second of all, it, 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 if you put down a lot of it, like the the, the natural black light won't really light the uh, light the room. It's when it bounces off of something and fluoresces is that when you actually start to be able to see things because it turns it into a, a visible spectrum light. So you really you need to put a lot down and covering entire surfaces that way it, it turned out to be a really good solution. the other the other useful thing I found out is that tonic water fluoresces. So if you're having a black light party and you're making cocktails, I recommend also, doing tonics. If you're playing beer pong, fill your cups with. Yeah, tonic.
3: Yeah, beer pong was a bad idea with that because when somebody like knocked it over, it was like all over the floor. And it was like, who clued on the floor? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Max, holiday decorating tip for Halloween? Yeah. Throw laundry detergent and tonic water all over your house. Yep. Also, uh, we put
2: fake blood all over the shower, and uh, it stained the caulk, so...
3: it normally
4: does
3: (laughs) (laughs) yes sir yes sir all right we'll be here all week wow
2: pronounced to the l
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: didn't hear it (laughs) i'm very defensive of my (laughs) cock (laughs) all right all right it's my turn for mine i've been working on another contest for the listeners actually no, what? Oh, what? yeah.
1: Contest <laughs> practically giving it away. We're, we're giving just, Tyler. We're, we're giving away
0: <laughs> one
3: of the... Let me guess. We're giving away... One I got some socks. No, I I heard through the grapevine that we're giving away one of the hosts, and uh, it's Steve. You should... Yeah, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. We're going to send Steve. You, Steve.
2: Yeah. How much time do you spend at wineries? Huh? You're always listening through the grapevines. I
3: mean... Uh, 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 we should
5: give away all the all the things that just annoy Violet. us whenever we try to set up the podcast, like yeah. one at a time.
3: Yeah, <laughs> like, that's a terrible. <laughs> Starting idea. with Dan's watch, yeah. <laughs> the wiring, <laughs> Dan's watch, Dan's
1: laptop. <laughs> this could get it's really all okay. of Dan's
0: stuff. Really. Well, this is
3: the last episode of Carpe Gym because right, we yeah, raffled been, off all of our. It's
0: sh- been a good run. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm going to be doing another contest. The next episode of the Carpe Gym Gamecast will uh, will be announcing the contest, and it'll be. um It'll be over by Christmas, so stay tuned and be ready to, to get it if you want involved. I'm not going to announce it now because I don't, haven't got everything ironed out yet, but uh, that's what I've been focusing my energy on.
2: Here's a hint for the contest. It. Fruitcake.
0: <laughs> it has nothing to do with fruitcake. <laughs> fruitcake. Cock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, let's just move right on into our topic. Character creation. Whew. Okay, this make... affects everybody, and its I'm not just talking about... We're going to center on social event gaming, role-playing games, probably, but there's a measure of character creation just about every game that you play. It's you can make one in a video game. Or you choose one in a board game, so on and so forth. Any board game so, that has multiple winning strategies. Yeah, so, so let's just do a quick around the table. Steve, what archetype do you prefer whenever you're playing a board game, or what's your go-to archetype if you have the choice for a board game... Video game, role playing game. Do you have something that you settle into quickly? I usually like uh I like a technical character a little bit more. So whatever has the most moving parts. Yeah. Okay. So
5: something that could turn out to be a little bit more balanced. Okay.
1: No wonder you quit World of Warcraft so many years ago. <laughs> yeah. uh, I,
5: I, I was gonna say I I see this question as like uh, tech econ
3: turtle zerg like. <laughs> Yeah, that's right, Brian. How about <laughs> Starcraft. you? Starcraft. I like playing the characters nobody else likes. So you're the I'm the bard. Every are you the time. last
0: one that makes your character?
3: No, I'm the first one who's like, ha! I'm the bard that can dance and sing and sell jokes. And they're like, great! You can be that character. <laughs> I'm like, I will. I'll be that character.
1: Right, Tyler. How about you? I like the uh, the tank, the barbarian, anything like that. Okay, Mac. I spend a lot of times
2: reading the books for the games I play, and I, I tend to. I have a tendency to. I,
3: Just say wizard. Yeah,
2: quickly around the table. Um, <laughs> I have a tendency to to power game the way people haven't seen before. Like, you so know. you're a game you, breaker. Do you remember that? Like, do you remember that Nick used to tell us that the Dragonborn sorcerer was complete crap, and then, like, I made that Dragonborn sorcerer
3: fighter thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was pretty proud of that character. You're like. You're the defiant character maker. You're like, this thing yeah. sucks. You're like, I bet I can make it better. Oh no, than your yeah, character. that's totally what it is. Yeah.
2: I, I do what you do. I, yeah. I, I <laughs> remember Deadliest Warrior. Yeah, <laughs> Centurion sucks.
0: Well, that's all I'm playing. Yeah, I'm playing that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're taking whatever class has, has been stigmatized. I make bad good. And you, you're trying, you, do, you accept I the similarly challenge. I do the same yeah, thing. You do. Yeah, uh, Okay, so you guys take the challenge of everyone says that this character is not good and can't be played, and you take the challenge to make that character playable. Or the character that like, everyone's like,
3: that's so lame, I would. I don't even
0: care if it's well, good. Well, to some degree, I, I
2: people people do this see, in all I, kinds of games all the time and aren't thinking about it. You don't want to play with the other guy's playing.
0: I see two know? different dynamics here between you two. I see Brian saying, yes, I'm going to play the half kobold bard because it's a t- terrible-sounding class. He's a hipster gamer. And he's going to make that. it work. Let's just say but it. I see Mac playing, oh, this class was supposed to be really good, but it actually sucks. And Mac says, no, it is really good, and here's why. Here's my character. I see Mac saying, hey, I'll show you. And I see Brian saying, hey, screw you. This is my character. Yeah, I see like, two different All right, guys, dynamics. let's play
3: Justice League. Who do you pick? Aquaman, me. I want to be Aquaman.
2: Right. I don't know who I picked. Martian Manhunter.
3: Or like Red Tornado. Martian Manhunter
2: who yeah. seems lame but has like every power. Yeah. Like, hey. <laughs> so I guess I called Booster
0: that Booster Gold. One. Oh, that's Booster awesome. Gold. Nobody wants to be Booster Gold. Oh, no, I do. Yeah. Ryan does. Want to be Booster
5: Gold. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Blue Beetles. Blue Beetles pretty cool, too. Blue yeah. Beetles Beedle-
2: yeah. a billionaire. What do you want? Yeah. How many problems can you have? Like, <laughs>
0: yeah. I tend to play whatever it is we might be playing. I tend to play the finesse character. The rogue-ish type B- rogue, here? Rogue, maybe. You know, whatever it takes to take. He's very into trap sense. And yeah, trap I'm fun. sure he is. Yeah. Whatever might be... Whatever doesn't have the obvious path, I tend to take that, where you have to circumvent issues. I don't necessarily want to stand toe-to-toe to somebody. Although, I'd love to play a good barbarian or something, too, but... Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I like tend to playing slip all the into, classes. Yeah, yeah, I tend to slip into <laughs> characters that take a little bit more f- finesse to play. All right, so... When you're rolling up your character, I, I, I date myself with that. When's the last time you had to roll up a character, right? I still roll up a character. <laughs> I still roll up a character. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, just cause fourth had killed it doesn't <laughs> it. Uh, when you, when you're rolling up a character, how do you start? Do you start with a mechanic? No, do you I start, start with, with a concept.
3: concept? I yeah. start with like a, okay, like I'll start, I'll just open up like 10 books and be like, look at all of them and be like, that is cool. And then I'm like, I'm going to build off of that. i be like, like the one of the, Last times I built a character, I was like, I really want to be a kobold. And I was like, how do I make a kobold work? And I was like, well, kobolds you know, are probably supposed to be rogues, stuff like that. I'm like, but I bet I can make him a really awesome fighter. So I was just like, okay, let me find fighting feats that'll work really well for
0: being a little small guy. So, like, so you Salvatore your characters? Yes. It's yeah, like, sure. yeah, you're not supposed to have a chaotic good drow. Yeah, you're, exactly. So you, you're, you're, you're making Salvatore characters? I don't know. Not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to label you. You can't. Oh. But yeah, yeah, that's a a concept.
3: I start with a concept of like an idea of like, wouldn't it be cool if there was a kobold who was just as bad as the giant orc and he could totally take him in one-on-one fighting? Let's do that. And then I like just... Bleh, like throw up books everywhere and I just like find all like Mac I'm sure you know what I'm talking about I, have yeah, like no, ten I, to- bo- I totally do that it's yeah. like 10 books
0: open at once what if you're like, playing you, a you have to sit on the
2: floor because yeah, there's not no. enough room so
0: yeah, you're, yeah. you're talking specifically about like 3.5 or Pathfinder here that's basically what I play what if so, you're playing yeah. something that has one core book like what I don't know Whatever you might be playing, I that's mean,
2: where. No, hang on. Like when Fourth Ed first came out, and there was just like the one player's yeah, guy. Yeah. It was, it was like you were reading through the feet section to fi- to try to find what like broken this doesn't feet work. combo. There yeah, was. this this looks weird. It's like, like it. who plays? Yeah, who plays uh, uh, fighters with bows? Well, I do because yeah. I'm doing it like this. Yeah. Like you know,
3: like. usually when I, fight, I do something that's like here's a new thing entirely, I'm just like I get kind of boring with it at first. Cause I'm just like I'll be the fighter or like I'll be the wizard, you know. and Then right. I'll be like wow, this was a stupid idea. I could have done this and this and this and this, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, there's a couple other couple other ways to go about it. Let's hear what... Steve, how do you do it? You start? I, uh, kind of the same way where I start with uh, uh, what
5: I think I want to... Like, what do I want to convey in the campaign and uh, what character, like what race and class that I feel will best convey what I want to do okay. this, this time around. Because each time I, I start a new character, I'm like, okay, I don't want to do the same thing again. I just want to like keep it rolling. Keep yeah, that's a another A fresh thing. Reper-
3: repertoire of uh, Player style. You okay. know? The game and, games like are so big. There's so no reason kind of, to ever play the same character. So you're choice. kind of oh,
0: meta-creating yeah. a character in that you don't want to cre- play something that you've already played before. Yeah, kind so of. that's you, kind you of say a that. back burner. You're and, kind uh, of using that to drive your your choices on uh, how to create
5: Another thing is uh, the way, bo- especially like systems with a lot of books, the, the way books are released, it... Uh, Once you get back to the character you played before, so like once you get back to the not any good, the barbarian. (laughs) No, no, it's better because I've gone through this like repertoire of like archetypes I have in my head. And once I get back to the barbarian, there's already three books out with thirty different uh, builds and prestige classes for barbarians now, and I can do something totally different with that barbarian. What I was
0: what I was talking about there specifically was like when fourth edition came out with the essentials books. Which completely ruined everything that came out yeah, before I, that. I was not pleased. So, uh, too much can 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 kill a character concept as well. I had mm. I had every
2: fourth ed book, and when they came out with the ascensions, I threw my hands up and went to, went back to Pathfinder.
0: I don't think Funny, that's I, true. The, man. the ascensions were the only books that I considered buying.
2: Well, and you know what? It, as I understand, they were vast improvements, but you can't burn me
0: like that. I Did don't I say ascensions. I may yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, might have yeah you did
3: I don't think that that's true like the more books that come out it burns you no oh, no no not always definitely not it, in Pathfinder it can happen. if anything Pathfinder just makes everything better well I mean that's why that's <laughs> yeah, why I that's went That's like because I yeah.
0: have not yeah. yeah yeah Tyler what do you do when you start a character let's see I will say that
1: I usually pick race last like that's not that's like the first thing I know pick. it's the first thing that most people pick but for S- me it's like less of the uh the issue like I, I can go through races all day I just can't so what's first? What are you thinking um, of? Um I think it's what I want to do, what role I want to play, like whether I want to be melee ranged or like what what spell what kind of spells I want to cast,
0: I guess. So is it what does the party need or is it specifically about what you want to do? Most of the time it's based on party need. Okay. See, I'm the opposite. Yeah. I'm just
2: like forget you, I'm doing what I want. Yeah, I very often it took me a long time to figure out to go with party need.
0: Yeah, party needs a big one.
1: Because just, yeah, you don't want to have any, even, like, two people playing the same class. I mean, I understand from a role-playing perspective and a storytelling perspective, there's no
0: two, you know, s- completely similar, or, you know, like... Well, depending on the depending on the situation, it's just tough to... What's that?
3: Just from playing with you, I know that, like, you're oddly just drawn to being, like, the healer and stuff. You're like, I'll be the cleric, that's fine with yeah, me. Or, yeah. Like, it's
1: just what it, yeah, party need is huge for me, and then, like I said... If you're they, willing
4: to
0: play a cleric, cleric, I'm pretty sure you always have a party that'll play. Mm. Yeah. Nobody seems to want to play the I cleric. I love the
3: cleric. Mm. That's one of my favorite classes, yeah. too.
0: That's the thing with, like, hipster gamers that just want to... <laughs> <laughs> that just want to play
1: whatever class <laughs> sounds goofiest, like, you mm. know, you never have a shortage of, like... I want to play a unicorn. You know, I want to be a unicorn. <laughs> Can't be a unicorn, unicorn cleric. Yeah, we know plenty of people that just want to play the freaking classes that can do a ton of damage, and we know the people... You know who want
0: to play that goes into a whole, whole other
2: subset. <laughs> I want to be a warforged monk, but I want to be in kobold shape. So how do I change the warforged to be like I that? Could, we, we could figure
1: that out. <laughs> it just goes back <laughs> right. to the reason why you're playing in the first place. Right. I'm, I'm just playing to, or most of the time I just want to play to fulfill the role and you know
3: feel important and feel like. Do you ever just want to feel okay. super powerful though? Like, do you are you ever drawn to being like a vampire drow elder Draco, lich? Good Not. lord. <laughs>
2: Not really. Like I, I, I actually you be a Drow Draco Ledge.
4: <laughs>
3: well, if you take the Sorcerer bloodline yeah. and you oh yeah, a Draconic, that'll totally work. That's oh, awesome. T- no, it's not. That's called pulling <laughs> a rebel.
0: Oh, oh. oh, name drop. All right. So, what about um, how charged up do you get when you new, when your new Splat books come out? Oh man, that is the to, most exciting <laughs> part. Like, Are you ready ah! to make? A...
5: It's almost like you you get overwhelmed. So whenever you're creating a character and you you come up with your archetype, what you want to How you want to, like, jump into the campaign. Okay, so I want to be uh, a combat class. Uh, So I'll go through a bunch of books, and I'll have, like, three different ideas in my head for... Because I've, like, found three classes that I haven't really looked at before, and I think they're all awesome. So it's kind of like this elimination of three awesomes, and
3: you have to come up with,
0: like... Right.
3: The one you think is the awesomest. Dude, when, like, a book comes out, and it's, like, you open it up, and it's, like, this gnome farts illusion spells. I'm, like...
0: Now, like a new campaign, got to have one. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's funny. I always thought that, like, Taken, the Liam Neeson movie. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's you know the that should have been titled Liam Neeson murders Europe. Yeah, you know I thought that GURPS came out with a new throat chop mechanic, and they couldn't wait to make a (laughs) character because that dude was chopping so many throats in that movie. But that that, what the what I'm getting at here is: does that turn you into a one trick pony if you make a character based on one specific mechanic concept? If anything, it
3: makes you more individualistic. Yeah, I he guess. Wants to be
1: his
0: own little snowflake. I do.
5: <laughs> I mean, I can honestly say I've never I've never made the same character twice. Yeah, me neither. I haven't either. I as a matter I've fact, played the same character twice. I don't think it's ever
3: even come close, to be honest. No, as like, a matter of fact, I have yeah. characters
2: I've written up that I've never gotten to play.
3: Yeah. Or there's if you want to, we know somebody whose character dies. He writes up the exact same character, <laughs> it's the same character, and then every time. and then he's like, but I like it, and like I don't understand that when somebody's I, like, but I, I like that. that character, I'm it, gonna make it again. It's I'm the like, same
2: reason people play four Assassin's Creed games in a row that, that, that where the abilities never change and the stories. Yeah, I don't. Different. I was like,
3: like, there is an infinite world of possibilities where you can be anything, do anything you want, and you want to be fatty, fatty ding dongs and fatty, fatty ding dangs. <laughs> His long lost brother. <laughs> uh, Do you ever want to play the same character twice? Like if your really, character died, if okay, if you're like three sessions in, I really on a new don't. If the character,
0: if a character dies, it's the end of the story arc.
3: Time for a new character.
0: I got to pick up a new story arc. I I tend to create my characters based on party need for for one, but within that party need, I try to find something to explore, uh, some way that I can be the healer or the what was it half kobold bard, yeah. if that's what the party needs. I'm trying to find something that I can inspl- explore throughout the playing of that character. Now, that's not always necessarily possible. That kind of depends on your GM, how how much flex you get. But if, you, if I keep playing the same characters over and over, they're going to meld together in my mind and I'm not going to be able to separate them. They're yeah. not going to have their own individual like, This stories.
3: is Dwarfy McDwarferson. Right. Yeah. Dwarfy McDwarferson's dwarven brother, Dwarfy McDwarfkinton.
0: <laughs> I, I don't really get that though, because,
1: <laughs> I mean, I played that, that dwarven cleric. Do you remember when I played him? Yeah. I would have played him again, just like maybe a different name guy, maybe a different story with the same class, with the same ability set. So I'd be, I'd
0: love to, you know, you know jump okay, back so I that. say.
2: I do have a friend who plays the same dwarven, like whatever, over and over and over again, but it's like it's a joke.
0: What I like, say mm, is like, if your character's story arc ends you have to assess the situation and that's going to have to come up we're going to have to have a, an episode about character death so wait on that one that's going to be a big <laughs> one but if your character the if your character's story arc ends and you still want to play him more that was a success that means something was going on there was some ki- yeah. chemistry there your gm was running the role like, royal, yeah, your character,
1: that, like you guys are you hunger for variety so does that mean that every single Characters like a failure eventually? No. Mm,
5: no.
2: You know, you, you gotta quit while it's still good. What's that? I think
5: you gotta quit while it's still good.
1: I think oh, it's
3: just, okay. no just kind of cathartic. Well, I, it, I'm saying, like, I, I honestly. Mean, just let it go, you know? Just make something new. Easily, yeah. easily, the, my favorite parts of any role playing game is character creation. Oh, that's great. It's that's amazing. the best part this of it. This is Gale. when you're
0: going to find your you. your avatar yeah. in this
3: game. It's so much fun. I have no, like I had mentioned earlier, there is no more fun. Thing to do in a role-playing game game is sit in a room by yourself with a hundred books open and just diving into it for an entire day. And you're now just that, like
0: that. Being
5: said, like Scrooge McDuck swimming through books, yes. like a whole <laughs> series of Babylon Five. Yeah. yeah. The
0: the <laughs> something just occurred to me. There is something that I will do whenever I get a new game, if the character is applicable. I will try to create an old character in a new system mm, nah. just to see how it works. That'll be the first character I create. It might be uh just something that I'm familiar with and see how I can flesh that character out with the new rules, which in turn helps me learn the new rules faster. But can't you
1: refine those same characters in the same systems and like learn from your mistakes and like make a better version of well, the Well, it's character?
0: not necessarily a better version. It depends what are on you, the a system. a robot? If well, <laughs> no, no, if but- if you're playing Call of Cthulhu and you bring a character from your Dungeons & Dragons game, essentially, if you're playing the human warrior in your Dungeons & Dragons game and you're going to make him in a Call of Cthulhu game, he's going to have a different light shed on him. Because you may have the same name, the same you know comparable stats and comparable abilities, uh, but his weakness is going to be amplified because you're playing Call of Cthulhu. As opposed to if you're playing GURPS with the same character, his mortality is going to be amplified just because GURPS is a deadly system. Not necessarily his weakness, his mortality. And you have to find ways to create that same character concept in different systems while staying true to the character. It's kind of a challenge for me whenever I do it. It's it's just kind of an exercise that I do. I never really play the character. I just try to build him.
3: See what happens? I think it's like kind of my addictive personality of just like more, 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 now, 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 new,
0: new, new. You've got new shiny syndrome? I do have new shiny syndrome. He's got the worst case of new shiny syndrome. That brings up another concept. Why do you create new characters? Because there's obviously because you got a million books.
3: Yeah. Well, not only that, but like there's a million characters to be made, so I better start.
0: Right. Um. Another reason that I that that I was able to think of was a new game. Obviously. Yeah. Not necessarily a a, a new group or the end of a campaign, but a new physical game. Like. Oh yeah yeah yeah. You know a new. Set of rules, I, just started, a system. I just started a new
3: campaign, and like <laughs> we've played one session, right. and my buddy's already like, I like my character, but can you just kill him so I can make more characters? Oh, that kills me. And I was like,
0: yeah, sure. Just have him make your NPCs, and then tweak them. Not, I, I had a guy doing the same thing, and I just let him make a bunch of characters. And I'm like, you can keep these, or you can give them to me, and I'll use them for NPCs. And then i just tweak them, change their race or something like that, and then I got a bunch of stat blocks that I can use just as you know, blanket NPCs if Generic, I need a guy. Yeah. yeah. How about... Character death is another... Yeah. It is a good reason to create a new character. Character death is a great reason. Or whatever end, you
2: were doing just didn't work. Or like even... You, it, it, or that character, like, the character you've been playing in, in, in five different campaigns over the course of, you know, your playgroup or whatever, the long-running guy with all the history finally just met his end. Like, what do you got to do? You got to think of something new. Right, that, and we, you got to make it fit.
3: That's that, so boring. I don't eventually just get out of like get. Sometimes you
2: get some pretty epic storylines. going. Don't though, care. Though. Really can don't and care. sometimes it's people in different. Sometimes you're playing the same character in a different stage of life. Like this time, he's got all kinds of money because of the adventuring in the last campaign. Like, it, there's ways you can play be like. I'm sick way. of
3: sing- swinging this axe.
2: So I'm I mean, sick of casting I mean, fireballs. I mean, so all a, of us have read campaign? like 14 book series about the same character. So like, it's entirely possible that what's a that can be entertaining.
0: What's a what's a good good run of a campaign for you, Brian? Two days, three days. So like three, <laughs> three, four sessions for real. Yeah, sure. And then you're you're done. You got new shiny, and you gotta you gotta move on. Yeah, sure. Or no, I'm not. I'm just asking. No, yeah,
3: yes. Okay. I, mean, I don't mind playing like a campaign that's like three or four sessions.
0: Well, I don't necessarily either, but it sounds like you're against running a one or two year campaign with the same characters. I have
3: had one or two year campaigns with the same characters. And they good and for They're you? awesome. Oh, they're fun, yeah. and they do great make great storylines and everything. And I enjoy playing characters myself in those. But like I said, I'm usually the DM, and whenever I get a chance to play, I want to play like ten different characters. Right.
0: Okay, I can see that. I've also heard it uh, described that, because uh, I got another buddy who does like short, quick story arcs, you know, campaign, three, four, five session campaigns, and he said that if you go too long, you start moving uh, into six months, a year, something like that, it feels less like he's role-playing and more like he's trying to write a novel. It's like a
1: TV show that just won't die, and it's on that eighth season. You know they shouldn't and make And we've an had numerous just conversations. just keeps showing up
4: to work. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: We've had numerous conversations with, well, your GM's not engaging you then after his initial storyline. You know, yeah. maybe it is time to close out that game and move on. So, you know, I guess as a GM, watch your party. See who's bored. See what's going on. See, because-
3: the opposite thing happens to me usually, where it's like, I'm bored as the GM, and like, my characters, my players are like... Oh, this is awesome. We're gonna, we like this and this and this. I can't wait for this and this. And I'm just See, like, that's another, but I'm bored.
0: That's another, that's another concept that I've heard was that GMs, I don't want to say burnout because it's not necessarily burnout. It's, it's a new that, shiny for GMs too. Well, like, it's not even a new shiny thing. It's that you've already ran through the story in your head. Um, yeah, we were talking about the dangers of like doing, doing too much all prep. of your
2: campaigning in advance. Yeah. yeah
0: you've already done t- most of the story in your head. So as the, the players are going through these really neat situations that you're putting them through. You've already molded these over weeks in advance, and you're you're ready to move on to something else. Now, I am the sort of
2: like I am the sort of person who like never took apart their Legos. Like I would build a thing and then totally just watch it. Like it wasn't just the building of it that was fun for me. Right. I like watching the 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 cogs just turn and the marbles just keep running through the track. You know, once I built the whole thing, I can just stare at it forever. I don't have that problem of like having completely ran out of ca- campaign and then watching people go through it because I just like watching the wheels turn.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I like to build the machine and then watch watch it do its work. Yeah. Uh, I like to see what the players are going to do because most of the time some of the best games that I've ever had have been when the players surprise me. And they go left. They zig when they, when I thought they were going to zag. And that's when I get to play as a GM because now i got to improv. I've got to start moving and acting. I gotta I've got to build pieces of the plot on the fly. I've got to move stuff around. That's that's the equivalent of my play when I'm GMing, uh, and I love that stuff. I absolutely love it because then from that point forward, it gives me a new reason to start thinking about the campaign in the long term because they moved left. How does that change the plot that I had tentatively put in place for the next five sessions? So I have to start turning those gears and, and exploring different concepts and, and possibilities for where the players are going to go. All right, how about um, how about emulation? How much does emulating another iconic character or something from maybe another medium or a movie or a comic book or something how much does that play how much of a part does that play in your character creation me almost never
4: never yeah, very
0: little really yeah maybe just me. like a maybe like a name' <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah I don't tend to do that either i I kind of. I do some of it in which like I tend to start with my characters as uh gameplay concepts and then like develop role play justifications for like how they are. Right. And uh it'll be something like stock, like if I make like a vigilante character it'll be because something like something like happened to Bruce Wayne happened to him, but it it doesn't well, start. It just that goes
0: way. along with
5: being yeah. tied in by storylines. Yeah. It's kinda of like a rookie move almost, and you just like Yeah, I wanna I, be I always yeah, dislike I wanna in be Indiana life. Jones and then you're just like well, i guess i'll try and make him but
2: uh, oh but then but then it contaminates your entire yeah. role play experience
5: because like, you're 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 not imparting what you really want to do you're, you're just imparting be, what, what you yeah. think
2: you're trying that to figure out how would India would do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah no situation. and can, and you can get locked in it like people can be actively okay. disappointedly locked in it but still feel like they have to continue doing that
3: yeah i played a star wars campaign once and like somebody was like i'm making Qui-Gon Jinn. and i was like okay qui gone boozy yeah. yeah old boozy old jenny <laughs> somebody smell chen- shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah what
1: but, about you
0: Tyler is this coming to play whenever um, you're creating characters well I will say
1: I have a character in Skyrim that looks exactly like Drid that's, <laughs> it's embarrassing. Please, but that's a video game. Me. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. Okay, so if it's a, okay, if it's a campaign, yeah, I yeah, mean, I mean,
0: there's really no, no real difference no. between the two. I don't, I don't think it's fine. I think that that's a little, you know.
3: No, dude, I'd like to make, be Dritz in a game, be like, snick, snack. Yeah, cause that's thing. Yeah, make them
1: look cool. <laughs> yeah. And like, you can, you don't have to imagine it. You can, can you can actually you do it. You can yeah. see it. Uh, in just, a different I, setting.
3: I understand
0: that. If I have a wide open play field, I'm not opposed to emulating another character because what I'm doing is in those cases is taking their personality, analyzing it where they are as of when I emulate them, and then changing something and seeing how they would act in a different light.
3: Let me throw a wild card in the hat. Yeah? What if you're playing a game like marvel heroic role-playing right. or the dc role-playing game and you're like you are superman okay does that make you have a less fun role-playing experience or a mo- more fun role-playing experience by going okay i already have the powers and everything but how would superman play this well
0: that's that's the the joy of role-playing and we discussed that in our uh, avengers episode i think uh, episode seven yeah who's gonna play black widow
3: nobody huh
0: ryan no I mean, that, I mean, I might. Or the,
3: Hawkeye. The chick. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm like, just saying... Yeah. I like Cap, the,
0: the person who yeah. likes the, the intrigue and very role-play, banter-heavy gaming will be fine playing Black Widow. Yeah, I'm not saying... Yes, that, but I'm talking about just,
3: like, character... Things that are specific to the character ar- archetype and the character's story background and the way he acts and interacts. Like, you are... Obligated, obligated to make the you're, choices that character would choose yeah, yeah absolutely. i know. yeah i mean as, is that not fun i oh, think it's, totally it's more fun, fun. hang on i think it's
2: fun for people who really enjoy those characters because like they're using their own
3: knowledge and that's why like, the hero- the superhero stuff is perfect
0: or it's if also, you go
2: comedy with it like if you're if you're like i'm superman i'm gonna be bizarro superman this can be retarded yeah it's
0: also uh <laughs> it's also a test for the gm to test those principles uh, the GM creating yeah, the exactly. same story over and over so, that Superman <laughs> has has went through isn't going to be fun for the character who has to make the choices of Superman. It's the GM that can put Superman in a new situation that tests his morals and calls into question his motivations. That's the GM that is going to be running a great game, and that's also the player that's going to love that character, even though it's Superman. But yeah.
5: that's all like both of those games are already like so preconceived in all, all our minds before we start to even do anything towards them, like D and D is unless you're like somebody who's just like never even like looked at a and d book is oh yeah in our minds lost in, in it in our yeah. minds isn't we're not really preconceived about it as much as we would be about uh Metropolis or Gotham Correct. yeah well, that's it's that's more true. zeroed
0: in it's more yeah. it's more yeah. micro right Tyler you're about to say something I lost it <laughs> you
1: are now you uh <laughs> you do de- no it was along those it was along those lines where you deliberately antagonize the, the Superman you know or like Batman you've Put him in a situation where it would be unwise to, to not kill somebody. Or and you, Batman doesn't kill, so you're just kind of like,
0: yeah. how does he figure his way the out? Batman of it? constantly sees posters well, of his yeah, parents right. as he's walking down the street all the time. Yeah, something
1: like time. that. <laughs> well, what I'm kind of wondering is if you're I don't like... I have to save you. If,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: right. I don't have to save you. Um, but when you're deliberately antagonizing one of them, does that mean that Superman and Aquaman are going to be affected the same way? And are you going to have to Are you ha- neglecting the other players yeah. in the playoffs? Do, like, do you have to have like a little like scenario for everybody? In no way,
3: dude. If you put it in a situation where it's like Aquaman, uh, like you said, it's better for this guy to die. And Batman's like, Batman, don't kill. And Aquaman's like, I'm the leader of a sovereign nation and we have to murder people sometimes. So yeah, we have a death penalty. Like- yeah, so screw this dude. He's dead. How do you have like,
2: Imagine though, this so are not they, even, the, imagine they're not even like role playing it like that. Imagine you put bat, the, the guy who really likes the Batman character in this weird, char- in this weird, uh, and, and is playing, really likes Batman and is playing the Batman character in this weird scenario where he's got to like choose to not kill somebody. But then that, like all the drama gets taken away by the Aquaman character just going, Oh, I'll do it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm totally. I'll down murder with that. this like, dude. Well,
0: yeah. I think what Brian was talking about there was the inter-party yeah. issues. There. Oh, does where, Batman have to stop? Where does Batman it? have yeah. to stop like, Aquaman? Like, dude, like I'm point? playing Aquaman and
3: you're playing Batman, and I'm like, I'm gonna murder this guy, and you can't stop me because you're Batman and I have super strength. So screw you. And then like, do I you mean, try and stop me? What I
2: know, of the Justice League, it would be like, Aquaman's totally willing to kill this guy, and Batman's like, no.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and well, then yeah, Aquaman's
2: sure. like, Respect. Yeah. No, I <laughs> I
3: agree with that, but I'm just saying, like, what if you were playing a more Like, there are versions of characters out there, like, just like.
2: Kingdom Come, like, if you were
3: playing that. Well, I'm just saying, like, just as there's different writers for comics, there's different players for characters, and you might play, you know, your way you play Aquaman, it might just be a little different spin, just like a writer. Like, this Aquaman's a little more bloodthirsty. I think it's a
0: very, it's a very cool concept. (laughs) Which version of Zorn is this? We've also. (laughs) We've really delved into the comic book world, but I mean, there's a whole other genres out there that this very same thing can happen with iconic characters
2: yeah but, there's lots of fixed character creation stuff i mean
0: there's a star of, wars there's a i think there's a mass
1: effect lord of the rings lord still, of the rings
3: yeah. Is yeah, lord of the star rings. trek there's like anything so where you go into a tv yeah, anything where you go into a preconceived world yeah. like steve was saying is like do you break this or do you not like yeah. like
2: because very often like the preconceived worlds we're talking about don't just come as the settings like we've talked about previously. They always come with these characters and their storylines. So if you're Star in Wars that world, you're going to tend to have those characters and you're going to, Oh yeah, there's tons going on in the Star Wars world. Yeah. They introduce all kinds of planets with all kinds of stuff going on, but nobody ever tells those stories. Yeah. I think you it's, either tell, you either tell a story about the four bounty hunters, the four rebels, or the yeah. four empire guys. Yeah. So, yeah.
4: Uh,
5: Go ahead. I think it's, uh, even harder with uh, especially like superhero stuff because Superheroes are made and are bought into by society because of what society is experiencing and like what they value at the time. So, Superman was made, what was it 38? Uh, yeah. 1938. Late 30s, I believe. Uh, at a time when society wasn't anywhere near what we are like right now. I mean, as far as like socially. Right. And Batman was something that came along. I think Batman was uh, 42. 41. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm not was.
0: sure on Batman. But
5: it, so I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's harder to break superhero preconceptions and break the superhero world and make it something original like original characters because we basically made superheroes.
0: Like yeah. society makes right. superheroes. The world we live in like creates it, the superheroes yeah. and their origin stories and their trials and tribulations. Just by existing, right? Yeah, they're spinoffs. They're they're a look a view through the looking glass of society as we know it at the time that they were written. So it w- it's
5: hard to create
0: a new hero. Like
5: I mean, I, mean,
0: I think you I think you fall into yeah. the same issues like we did in the last episode where we created a new monster. I think you fall into the same era it's hard to do anything new. It's like yeah, you have to you have to you you can't do it uh, blind. You can't do it in a vacuum. There has to be a reason for the hero to exist. There has to be it's, the yeah, reason. There's a hero. In, any, Superman's not a hero on Krypton, yeah, you know. So yeah. you had to change in, his world around him in, in order any, to make him a hero. In any
3: preconceived world, like I think you run into that same problem. If you just like you roll up on, like if you're playing Star Wars and you roll up a smuggler, like what makes you any different than you're just Han Solo? You're like yeah. I have right. a I have a gun. Oh, this guy has a rifle instead of a pistol. Well, you're still just Han Solo. Yeah, it's just well, an unavoidable like, bias. This like, turned
0: yeah. into a long one, but that was where I was going to steer emulation to. Was whenever you're using the emulation concept, there's the converse of that as well. The I want to make a smuggler, but I do not want it to be anything like Han Solo. So you start using him as um, a foil. Yeah. As congratulations, your Dash Rendar.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or something like that. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm, again, just trying to throw it out there. Another, no, no, another yeah. look.
2: No, I think that one of the ways to do an original, uh, an original hero in, in in character creation is just to make it super personal, which you can do mm. in your own little role playing game when right. it's not like when you're not yeah, running not a, a superhero for mass market appeal to to society. Right. You can do you can do it super personal. You can do it the way you care about things. You can have behave the way you would care about you know.
5: Because it's basically like no, nobody would buy a Superman comic unless they wanted it. Like Nobody would buy into Captain America unless we wanted it as a
0: society. Right, but There's, when
2: you're playing your character in a role-playing game, you don't have to do what society yeah, wants. Right, you can correct. make
3: it... You know, like.
0: Yeah, that's where I was going to bring this up. But around, I don't Mac. think
3: those characters fit in the world as well.
0: That's true. That's where I was, was going to ultimately go with this thing. Was Regardless of how you create your character, make sure it's personal. Make sure you connect with it because you're the one that's going to be playing it. The yeah, GM it's has to be take fun care of everything else. Whenever you're creating a character whether you're emulating someone else or you're using the party need or whatever, you have to find those little ways, those little nuts and bolts to tweak to extend yourself into that character. Uh, even if for no better reason than for you to understand the choices that that character needs to make.
1: So okay. you can't you can't make a character that you don't identify Can you repeat with that. You're saying it's unwise to make a character that
0: you absolutely do not identify with whatsoever. Um, I would think so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I hate to draw those lines, but I would think so. Yeah, I would, I, I'm trying I to think, think all of,
2: good characters are at least in some way sympathetic. Like, even Hannibal yeah, Lecter is a little sympathetic.
0: Or even, not even yeah. necessarily even yeah. sympathetic. It may not necessarily be, sort, be something sort of you like. Element to it. It, you have to be able to understand them. It may not necessarily yeah, be something no, you it like, is almost but it's like, going to be a reflection of something in you. It is almost like a human element,
3: though, too. Because, like, I've seen people play I like... I think like, about Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: the Hannibal Lecter thing's sorry, fine. Go ahead.
3: I was going to say just because like I think a human aspect of it is important because if even if you play something like a goofy race or anything like that it's still like I've seen people attempt to play like Warforged and stuff like that or robots and like like it just seems so not fun
0: you're humanizing the story you're telling uh some some little piece of the human condition in your story that's the only condition we know yeah so it comes out in everything we do um to explore other things is to be human trying to figure out, trying to understand them. And that was another reason why I create cr- characters is because maybe I don't necessarily like uh, Mac, you brought up Hannibal Lecter, mm-hmm. but the concept resonates with me as something that's odd and strange. And maybe I want to go to that dark place and just kind of fiddle around with a little bit in the safety of my own home. Yeah, and you create in, the character and then just role play it faithfully and see where that goes. And yeah. So. And the character surprises you just as much as, GM. So
1: is that why all robot stories always have like that human aspect, where the yeah. robots, like well, Wally, yeah, Wally it, has feelings. iRobot has feelings. Bicentennial Man has feelings. You, you look oh, at yeah, your totally. puppy.
2: If you're telling a story about a robot that didn't have feelings, that'd be like telling a story about the the world's most the, tragic
1: garbage disposal. Right.
2: The, like nobody would. <laughs> right, there's right, nothing right. to care about. The, 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 They're just robots <laughs> yeah. that move things. It's yeah. like oh my the dresser god. The that holds books. Yes. trailer. Like. Yeah.
1: The, the brave little toaster. Like
0: yeah, right. yeah. The, yeah. We're always the telling versions. Yeah. Little little pieces. Little trying to think of something has like
3: no emotions that like people. You know Thought is cool.
0: yeah. like, A pet like, rock. No. Yes. That's no, it. No. The you give rock. it personality. You personify the pet yeah. rock. I understand you give that. it personality. He it said, have. I'm trying to think of something that had absolutely no personality that people thought was cool. It was the pet rock. You created that once you got it. What the bitch is Therefore, sham- it does not
2: have no personality there are plenty there well i mean to, to yeah.
0: i guess i was just misunderstanding
4: there, are, question there are there are, there, are stories,
2: yeah. where, like, uh, stories where like robot stories were like the robots are just doing what the robots are like exactly programmed to do but people think they're doing like you know crazy human type stuff I mean, even because like, we're trying to yeah, project you,
1: you, you the project human condition thing, yeah right if it's
0: not there you're going to make it be there i can't what really think of a robots story, are boring they? i can't really think of anything either but whenever i think of something that's completely emotionless it doesn't what it, about, like, Terminator? Is that thing emotionless? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I can Do see it as see emotionless. Terminator too. but it's... So it's
2: yeah, no, it
3: totally, no, like... No, 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 not, not the one that, that... Not that one, but, like, a <laughs> Terminator robot. But the thing is, is even that, like, looks cool, so also you can get behind you. it. Yeah, oh, like, that's true. Yeah.
0: The, the stories yeah. we tell are pieces of the human condition. Skynet's yeah.
2: mad. Like, it doesn't just have a kill-all-humans yeah. order in it. It's mad. Yeah. You know, it's a really good... You're point. right.
0: They, they don't tell those stories because they're not interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. you want to, you want to, you want a story. I want to write the most boring story ever. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, like, you want a story about uh the the robot that doesn't do anything, cannot be, cannot be humanized. You, you know, you're not personifying anything. You're walking into your room and you're looking at the three trash cans you stacked on top of each other, and you can, call it a robot. Can you write a? Co- you can't put a face on it. No, it's even. You can't give it hands. Can you write a
3: story about a robot that kills something? And it'd be interesting. It's
2: not a robot. Here's not what not it, interesting. It's a National Geographic documentary. It's something about animals where everybody's like. You are trying to tell a story about but they're just animals. They're just walking around and going poop and stuff. Like <laughs> that's just that's all they're doing. It's it doesn't have to be robots. That that's what it is. It's animals who don't do anything. Yeah, they but don't it's have, cool like, to
3: look at they're cute and sometimes they murder that's cool. Yeah, I guess maybe no, but yeah, it's
2: like walk, not that one. like walk out in your backyard look at an anthill. It's the one about like birds or whatever.
4: Bird
0: watching. That's it. Yeah,
4: it's like walk out
2: in your backyard
0: and look at an ant hill. I mean that's yeah. sort of yeah, interesting. Like, they
2: move around a lot. They oh they picked up that leaf. That was kinda cool. Wow. Yeah.
0: Amazing. If there were aphids around, we could maybe see some. Somebody critters. did it though with ants. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks. That was uh, that was a really good discussion. I'm gonna go ahead and end that one here. We've got something else we're gonna try today. I, I kind of tossed out the idea of everyone coming to the table with a little uh, pod-safe radio game that uh, they had created. Steve, yours is ready. Yeah, it's yeah? ready. You uh you wanna you wanna run us through this? We're gonna do our first ever uh, Carpegium GameCast game. All right, Steve, uh, the game you created is called Too True, yeah. right? Yeah, we're calling it that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Too, true.
5: <laughs> Too True, man. Too True. Okay. Basically, what this is is I got uh, three board games. Two of them are real board games that were made, and I'm not going to say marketed because that would kind of give some away, but they were made, and you could buy it. All right, I so guess. two
4: of them are yeah. real board games. Two of them are real board, board
5: games. One of them is not. It's fake.
0: Okay. Okay. Are we doing multiple rounds of this, or no? Let's describe all three okay. briefly, and we'll go,
5: go around and see what your are. See who's are. right and who's wrong.
3: Yeah, we'll just, cool. get I like it's just one round. Sounds good to me. Like you just have one yep. set of you three, know. or is there more?
5: No, just just one, one set, set of three. three. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Steve. All right. The first game is uh, the uh, Vanilla Ice electronic rap game <laughs> featuring the, <laughs> <laughs> oh, featuring the electronic beatbox microphone. You should let us ask
3: questions about them. <coughs>
2: we'll go around first. Uh, I'll, yeah, let go me on. go uh, through. Does yeah. the microphone help you
0: beatbox? Or oh you just beatbox
2: into it, and then it like makes electronic what? noises? Here, hold microphone. on.
5: It's
0: it's a, go ahead. Go with the Ex- second game.
5: Accessory in the game. Uh, next game is the uh, BP Offshore Oil Strike. <laughs> what? From, from the 70s. <laughs> BP teamed up with another company to bring us an exciting board game for the family. Concerns drilling in the North Atlantic for oil. Oh Until it's dry.
4: <laughs> 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 Until oh it's God. dry. A little bit
2: sooner. In that game, you do hit the bottom.
5: Yeah. Zing. And the third game
2: is oh
0: my goodness.
5: a Monopoly tribute to The Wire.
4: <laughs> Whoa, are you Whoa. serious?
5: Where the original game has community <laughs> chest and chance. We have the re-up and the game. Reflects <laughs> 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 this reflects on the chance element of life in the streets.
4: Alright. Wow.
5: So
0: that's uh that's amazing. I'm, I'm a re up. Brian, okay. what do you think? Which I'm, one do you think is uh I which mean, one do you think's fake? Monopoly or Milton Bradley makes
3: Monopoly, right? Uh,
0: yeah. I it's, uh, uh
3: there's no, a lot remember, of Hasbro Hasbro, Hasbro. Yeah. Hasbro now, yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. but there's Hasbro a lot does. of stuff. There's yeah. a lot of Hasbro definitely, they are whores. They will take money for anything. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Hasbro,
2: which owns uh Transformers, of the Crows, Transformers which yeah. owns and the dragons. The they're shutting their down. That we you down. know never talk about. <laughs> yeah.
3: Those hookers.
0: Yeah. Alright. Those, street, walk, those
3: <laughs> street walking cheetahs. Uh full of napalm. They will take money for anything. I would say it'd probably be not that unlikely for the wire, a popular TV show, to have some sort of drug related thing, you know, going on there. That But okay. no so. ice was popular, so I'm gonna say that doesn't sound too. Uh, I mean, the 80s was like a weird so two, time. So remember, two are real and one is fake. So. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Ulti, the B- ult-
5: ultimately. You just have to tell me which one you think is the fake one.
3: My vote is for the BP oil thing. How about you, Tyler?
1: I vote for C. Um, the Wire tribute to Monopoly. Actually, yeah. why? First instinct.
3: Always go with the first instinct.
1: I
2: also think that the Wire game is fake. You think so? I would yeah. love. Yeah. What do you? What do you mean? What are you trying to say?
0: <laughs> you... I would. I would love it if the Wire Monopoly is fake, but. And I would also love to play the BP board game, but I'm gonna have to go with the BP board game being fake. Really? Uh, I, I think. Dude, uh, that vanilla
3: ice one is totally viable, and I guarantee you that's the, that I, one exists.
0: I, I think it might be. I'm just looking at terminology here. He actually granted. said yeah. boombox.
3: <laughs> yeah, he did
0: in the description. Uh, so I, I'm gonna say that one's real.
1: The only reason that we're say all just like taking it for granted because it's like, wow, that's really
3: weird. So <laughs> <it> surely <laughs> has to
1: <exist. laughs> It's, like, too weird to not exist. The I mean,
3: only we've seen some weird board Though games he did so. say, like, he was pretty specific with dates on the BP game. He was.
0: He was. nineteen seventy. So you may have tricked us. I mean, it's like a T-Pain microphone. All right. So once we're on the table, Brian, <laughs> which one's fake? Number, BP Oil Number two. Cool. Wire Monopoly. Number, number, number three. three. Wire Monopoly. Number three. And I also say number two. Steve? Steve? Okay. Oh, the,
5: the real ones, the first real one is the Vanilla Ice nice. Electronic grab yes. Game. <sighs> uh, all
0: right. So the, the, the yeah, table's are 50-50. Wait, wait, wait. Stop. Collaborate. Oh, I, I hate you <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. What just, uh, what just happened? Uh, All
5: right, go ahead. I Chief. thought it was hammer time. Tremendous no. abnormality that is Vanilla Ice's career allowed for some pretty terrible things to happen. <laughs> the worst being the creation of this board game. We include the word game in quotations because it would normally imply a sense of fun and merriment. <laughs> That's amazing. However, a quick glance over the rules of this game reveals that it's just a creative writing exercise with a $20 price tag <laughs> and the added bonus that is the likeness of vanilla ice. Wow. Players collect rhyming cards to complete the rap presented on the board.
1: That's how he writes oh raps.
5: Collecting points as they do so. The player who cl- completes the board must have then rap the whole thing to a beat presumably lifted from a queen song. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> most well, of, your, most of your rhyme cards or nouns, leaving you with what is essentially a really shitty mad lib that will inevitably get heavy rotation on MTV.
2: <laughs> I feel like you could write an entire rap song with like paired note cards of rhyming words. yeah, And like put them at the end of like iambic pentameter verses and then just fill in, fill in so, the
3: blanks. So, it looks like we were we all got all right, that so first Alright, so we all got one that right. one right. What's right.
5: next, Steve? What's the, what one is true? The second real game of the three is the BP Offshore Oil Strike game.
3: <laughs> oh. You
5: guys are lame You suck You guys can't hang <laughs> Too true It's too true You're
2: no Because it totally happened Later
3: I on I
4: can't believe that yeah.
5: Yeah. This actually looks pretty fun, too. Like, i
4: probably,
5: <laughs> probably play it for at least like 10 minutes and then give up. <laughs> but, uh,
4: yeah,
0: it's, yeah, blurb. It's, uh, no dolphins were harmed in the making of this Is there podcast. anything
5: involved in that? Back, back in the 70s, BP teamed up with a company called Print a Box. No, no idea. <laughs> Sounds like a Transformer. <laughs> they normally do gift wrapping. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bring us the uh, BP Offshore shore Oil Strike, an exciting board game for the whole family. Concerns drilling in the North Atlantic for oil until it is dry, pitting a BP surrogate called Hull against its oil rivals Bergen, Rotterdam, and DePay, which stand in for Amoco, Chevron, and Mobil, <laughs> respectively. <laughs> wow. You want to get the money, you got to get pay. <laughs> First player to uh, $120 million wins. You ex- it seem like that much these days. Explore oil fields <laughs> and it? it's it's a long. That's funny. Too is there
2: long. an expansion where you after if you successfully drill all the oil you get to go drill an asteroid and save the world? What about <laughs> like never this is just weird. Yeah, I know. Oh, why wow. right, so,
0: so the fake one was the wired monopoly. Yeah, yeah. the fake one was Did the You wi- make that up? Monop- no,
5: I didn't make it up. Uh apparently the creator or the uh one of the producers of The Wire made a fake Monopoly board. That's hilarious. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. And uh Let's see. It looks like he, uh, yeah, just made this like as a, a personal project. It wasn't really anything that you could ever buy. It was just kind of a gag he made, but it does involve. Uh,
0: I wonder if he'd make another one and donate it to the podcast to give it <laughs> <place>. Yeah, that'd <laughs> be awesome. <dude. laughs> yeah, it, it's, uh, it does
5: involve like just a bunch of stuff from the show, The Wire. Okay. I, I mean, yeah.
0: Well, Steve, that was a lot of fun. Thank you.
3: Yeah, dude, that, that was, was awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs>
0: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Look for us to do a little bit more of this uh, this type of thing with the podcast. We're gonna bring in some some little new, some new segments and whatnot. Let us know what you think. Get on the forums. Send me an email, Dan at CarpeGM dot uh, If you have any suggestions or you just like something, let me know. We want to hear it. We've had our fun.
2: The game is through. Please send your emails too.
0: Me? Is that from like the vanilla ice game? <laughs> <laughs> I've I've kind of been thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> With that, we're going to go ahead and call this one. Thanks for joining us. This has been the CarpeGM Gamecast. I'm Dan. I'm Steve. I'm Brian. I'm Tyler. And I'm Mac. And remember, support the hobby, support the industry, support your local
2: game store, and support Punch Quest. The CarpeGM Gamecast is presented under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License Version 3.0. For further discussion on this topic or just about anything else, join our forum at carpegm.net forum. To contact us with questions, comments, and other feedback, please send your emails to dan at carpegm.net. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook slash carpegm.net or follow us on Twitter at carpe underscore gm.
0: Thanks for listening. Next time on the GM Gamecast. Whoa! Did you did you see that thing, Brian? Are are you moving it? I,
1: guys, I seriously I, this is creeping me out. You told me we were playing shoots and ladders.
3: No, man, we ain't touching it. <laughs>
1: all right, okay, okay so, hang on.
0: Hold on, hold on. Let's just ask a question. Yeah. Everybody, stop screwing around. Okay, Steve's campaign is next week. Stop touching my foot. Stop touching my foot. That wasn't me. Okay. Well, we're, we're, let's just do this.
3: All right, all right. All right. Everybody, ready?
0: Just just ask a okay. question, man. This is silly.
3: All right, here we go. Oh, great, Guy Gax. I am making my new character for three point five, and I need to know whether to take a reach weapon or dual wield with the great crit threat feats. Which feat is better, quick draw or keen on my weapons?
0: Whoa, okay. Whoa. All right. What's
3: N O? What was that? My God. No K, K- Noke. No-k. No-k. What is that is No-k? It's an acronym. Uh, Uh, na- uh, uh, n- uh we- um, no K. No, is he like? Not- is he
2: texting? Oh, oh that would
3: oh, make sense. Oh wait, it's moving again. Luigi texting. Yeah. Oh, N. O. He's doing it again. K. Did it just stop again? No, no-k- no-k. no noke.
2: Knock, 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 knock.
3: knock. Whoa! 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 It, uh,
0: dude, that's really creepy. Was somebody else supposed to come? Did no. You invite Hobbs?
3: No, did, I didn't think Hobbs is coming.
0: All right, this is stupid. Get the door. Uh,
3: all right, hold, hold on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Who is Wait. it? Look through the thing. Who is it? Uh, hold on. Let me... It. It's... Dude, I think it's Gary Gygax.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Come way. on, man. No, don't one don't one. be silly. He's
3: dead, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, no, dude, calm down. It's just probably your smelly old uncle, okay? <laughs> I <laughs> hope so. Just open the door.
0: All right. I ordered the pizza half an hour ago. It should be here now.
3: <laughs> oh, man, you got to quit <laughs> joshing us like that, bro, man. All right.
0: Hey, uh, are you
3: the pizza guy? No. Sup? What?
0: Aren't you dead? I guess you got our message.
5: Yeah, well, when you studied the dark arts as long as I have, nothing can keep you dead for long, man. Are those pizza rolls?
2: I mean, yeah, you can have one. There's
3: Pizza on the way. I mean,
5: ah, oh, cool, man. Here, let me stretch out.
3: Oh, uh, <sighs> come on,
4: man!
1: Hey. Oh, yeah, right oh, whoa! Can you at least answer a question yeah. about you know the threat? Yeah. Uh, look, he's
2: back from the dead. You're gonna break uh, balls.
3: Hey, man. Whoa, we just need to know. You, you
5: can have three of the pizza rolls. Listen, I don't play games for nerds, all right?
0: Whoa. Oh. Wow. Well, wow. You, uh, you can have my Dr. Pepper. You but cool you made this game. Didn't you
5: make this game? Look, all I did was get a little stone back in the 70s and start messing around with the dark arts. Long story short... Uh, a couple of kids uh, mistook it for this uh, nerdy game called Dungeons and Dragons, whatever that is. Are you
2: telling me that Dungeons and Dragons is actually satanic, like, like, my, like my mom always said?
0: No, my mom said that too. Yeah, I know. She saw it on Dayline. My mom didn't. She said your moms were stupid. Oh. So, can you answer our question?
5: All right, look, man. I'm not going to answer any of your stupid questions, all right? There's a frat party 30 minutes from here. I need you to give me a ride,
3: all right?
1: I'm not really allowed to use my mom's van.
3: Yeah, and my, my parents don't like it when there's more than like three people over at a time, so, um.
0: I'm still hungry.
3: Yeah, you ate our, you ate our pizza rolls. (sighs) Alright, look. Nuke that
5: burrito, get me three of your dad's beers from the fridge in the garage, and I'll do you a solid and tell you some things about the clitoris.